We begin a new theme today that is going to take our church on a 32-week journey of reviewing and discovering and following Jesus as we seek to truly become rooted in Christ. I think we have a great journey in front of us, and I am so thankful and excited that you are here as we begin this journey. Here's our big idea for today. I would encourage you to take notes so that you can keep thinking about this throughout the week. The big idea, the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus is a worthy investment of time. The infinite value And that scripture has already been read to us. We're going to return to it in just a moment because it's dynamic. The infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus is a worthy investment of time. So let's do this. Let's give it some time, okay? Let's give it time. Augustine, who lived from 354 to 430, is considered one of Christianity's most influential theologians. In his book, Confessions, he said this about knowing Christ. Let me know thee, O Lord, who knowest me. Let me know thee as I am known. Power of my soul, enter into it and fit it for thee that thou mayest have and hold it without spot or wrinkle. This is my hope, therefore do I speak, and in this hope do I rejoice. There are a lot of words here that we don't tend to use anymore, but the heart of what Augustine communicated many years ago is something that we still need to be saying today, and that is, God, I want to know you. And I'll open my heart and my life to this. I want to know you. (laughs) This is an extraordinary thought. And it's where we begin this 32-week journey with just a humble posture before God where we say as a church family, God, we want to know you. And we need to know you. Creator, inventor, the one who is over all and above all. We want to know you. We see this happening throughout scripture. People in different ways acknowledging, God, we need to know you. We're desperate for this. In the Old Testament book of Exodus, we find God's people on the move from Years of being enslaved into freedom and into their promised land. Along the way, God gave this newly freed nation 10 commandments for living. 10 things to do or to accomplish. And we can read all about these 10 commandments in Exodus chapter 20. What is so fascinating about these 10 commandments or rules for living. What we find here is that the first four talk to us about how to be rightly related to God. So the Ten Commandments begin right away with the first four saying, here's how you can know God. And God outlines it for us. 
Here's how that is possible. And he invites us to know him. We see it right away in these commandments given to his people. The story of the Old Testament then is filled with people seeking to know God and struggling with that. Some people failed as they sought to know God and live for him. Other people succeeded to the point where one of the writers in scripture named Asaph says this in Psalm 78. Oh, my people, listen to my instructions. Open your ears to what I am saying, for I will speak to you in a parable. I will teach you hidden lessons from our past, stories we have heard and known. So in other words, as Asaph communicates, he's saying, I need you to listen and I want you to give your ears to the stories we have heard and known of God's presence and God's provision. Pay attention to that. Stories our ancestors handed down to us. We will not hide these truths from our children. And we will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord, about his power and his mighty wonders. We actually sang a little bit of this psalm today by saying, I will pass this on to my family and their children and their children. And this is a command that we find in scripture. Why would Asaph say in verse 1, Listen to my instructions and open your ears or pay attention to this. I think Asaph rolls out this information because he wanted the current generation and the next generation to know God. And we're going to pass on these stories to you from our ancestors, stories from the past of God's presence and provision, because you, current generation, and you, next generation, you can know God. You can know him. That's possible. In the New Testament, then, we read this, and many of you are familiar with these words, but look at them again. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes. You see that word believes there in John 3.16 in the construction of the sentence. It means to think to be true or to trust or to have faith. So you could read it this way. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who thinks this to be true or trusts or has faith in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God's extravagant love for humanity. God's extravagant love for the world, which extends to all of us. And that's great news. Moved him to action 
to sending his son, his one and only son, who lived and died and rose again. And when we believe in him, when we put our faith in him, we have eternal life and begin this journey of knowing Jesus because God can be known. And when we grasp the words of John 3, 16, and when we believe, when we place our faith in Jesus, we begin this whole journey of knowing God and becoming rooted in Christ. So much so that the Apostle Paul, one of the main characters in the New Testament, says this in Philippians chapter 3, verse 7, I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. That's kind of interesting, don't you think? Paul is saying, here are some things that were once valuable, They were really important to me, but now I've come to Christ and I look back on them and they are worthless. Well, what was once valuable to Paul that he's now saying it's worthless? Well, if you roll back up into verse 5, you find Paul basically saying, if anyone has the right to brag about their religious upbringing and their religious standing and their religious education... It's me. It's me. I'm really good at this whole religious thing. And he once thought that was valuable. Here's how he says it. Verse 5. I was circumcised when I was eight days old. A Jewish tradition. I am a pure-blooded citizen of Israel. And, oh, get this. I am a member of the tribe of Benjamin. It's a big deal. A real Hebrew, if there ever was one. I was also a member of the Pharisees who demanded the strictest obedience to the Jewish law. I was so zealous that I harshly persecuted the church. And as for righteousness, I obeyed the law without fault. The Apostle Paul makes the case here. I was really good at religion. I was really good at that. But if you look at verse 7, he says, I once thought these things were valuable, all that stuff. But now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared, and here's this phrase, with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. If you'd like to highlight and underline in your Bible, which I encourage you to do, I would grab that phrase because it is beautiful. All of that stuff, which wasn't necessarily bad, I thought it was really valuable. And I was giving my life for that. And then, then Jesus comes along and all of that is now worthless compared to the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. Paul is saying here, I had a lot of religious stuff, and I was really good at that. In fact, 
There may have been no one who is better than me with all of the religious trappings, but none of it compares to knowing Jesus. I think about that. The Apostle Paul was much further along in his spiritual journey than any of us. And he says, all, all that stuff, the religious trappings, none of it compares to the infinite value of knowing Christ, to being rooted in him. I think scholar Craig Keener captures the essence of what Paul was saying this way. Paul had to sacrifice all his former spiritual assets to follow Christ, who was what really mattered. So he had good things over here, but willing to put that away and to sacrifice that for the beauty of knowing Christ and being rooted in him. And this is what is out in front of all of us, the opportunity we have to claim the infinite value of knowing Jesus. As we think about being rooted in Christ, which is our one-year goal, we talked about that. It's our one-year rallying cry. We want to go on this journey of the infinite value of knowing Christ and being rooted in Him. We want to get to a place where we can do a little bit better, just a little bit better, than what we see on the screens. Take a look at this. <laughs> Quite amazing, isn't it? Yeah, we want to move beyond that in terms of our depth of knowledge about who Jesus is and why he came and our love for the beauty of what we find in Scripture. And I think we can do a little bit better than that cartoon. I want to do this. I want to talk to some groups in the room right now. One of the things I love about Valley Point, I love about us and our family, is that we open the doors to our church on Sunday and other days, and people come and gather, and we sing and pray and teach and have small groups and do things with kids and Students in middle school and high school and other ages, all of this stuff happens. And we work hard to welcome everyone. Doesn't matter who you are or where you've been, there's a place for you in the body of Christ. There's a spot for you. And there are people, even in this room and certainly watching online, who are all in different spots. You're in different places on your spiritual journey. And I love that we're all here and we learn from each other, we listen to each other, we submit to each other, we respect each other and where we are in the spiritual journey with the hope that we can all take another step and get a little bit closer to Jesus and truly be rooted in him. And I think as a church, we all need to grow in this. And that's why we're taking 32 weeks to think about how can we deepen these roots. And we want to keep thinking about this. So let me, let me talk to some groups that are in the room. And I love the different groups that are here. For those who are believers, maybe you've trusted in Christ and you, you've been at the journey a long time. I hope this theme 
energizes you. I hope it does. Because wherever you are in your journey with Christ, there's more. There's more, right? Like we can never exhaust knowing Jesus and following him and opening our hearts to being transformed in the image of Jesus for the sake of others. We can never exhaust that here on earth. So if you've been walking with Jesus for a really long time, and you might even say like Paul, you know, I'm kind of good at the whole faith thing. I've got it down. I know the verses and I know the answer to that particular question and the answers to a lot of other questions as well. That's great. There's more for you. There's more. And this theme will help you take some steps and give you a vision for deeper Christian maturity. There's more for you. If you are new to faith and apprenticing with Jesus, or maybe you would say you've trusted in Christ, but you've kind of been away from faith and religion for a long time, but you're coming back to it, and you're awakening to the person of Jesus again and following him, I want to say to you, hold on. Hold on, because this theme of being rooted in Christ is going to help put all of the pieces together. I believe that will be really important for you. If you're new to faith and apprenticing with Jesus or coming back after a long period of time, hang on, because we're going to put a lot of pieces together, and I think you'll be amazed. Maybe you have dropped out from walking with Jesus. Like it was once a really big deal to you, but now you're not so sure, and you're just kind of done. But you're here. Yet that's how you feel, just kind of done with the Jesus thing. I read a book recently called The Critical Journey that outlines six stages of faith. And it was fascinating because one of the stages talks about how we can get immobilized in our relationship with Jesus. That happens where we get a little stuck. And perhaps that's how you feel. The author said this, sometimes people drop off the journey totally at this point when they feel immobilized. Overwhelmed by pain or crises in our lives, we absolutely cut ourselves off from God. We repudiate the way. It is a tragic and sad thing, but it's possible. Of course, God is always there with open arms to welcome us back to the journey. If that's how you feel, maybe a little immobilized, if that describes you, Please know that you are loved. You are loved. And I'm glad you're here. And I hope that you continue the journey with us of wrestling with being rooted in Christ because I think this theme will speak to your current reality. If you are not a follower of Jesus, but you're here and you'd say, that's just not for me. I'm not there yet. I would encourage you to engage with us at Valley Point as we walk through these next several weeks of thinking about being rooted in Christ. You are welcome here. There is a place for you. Your doubts, your frustrations with faith and religion, your questions, 
your fears, all of that is welcome as well. This theme will provide perspective, I believe, on the claims of Christ if you will open your heart and your mind to that. So here's what this looks like in terms of the big picture. I just want you to know where we are going so that you can begin to plan and prepare for your journey of deepening your roots and following Jesus. So here's our outline. Part one, we're going to think about core beliefs. And that begins next Sunday. There are core beliefs to Christianity. And we need to know them. We need to understand them and think about them. So we're going to take 10 weeks and just think about core beliefs. And we're going to have fun with that. Part two, core practices. And that will begin in May. We're going to think about how can we act like Jesus? And what are the disciplines? I like to call them practices because they help us practice the way of Jesus. Things like worship and scripture reading and prayer and fasting and bearing witness to your faith and giving. These are all spiritual practices. And after we think about core beliefs, we want to get into what our core practices that help us really apprentice well with Jesus. And that will take us through the top of July. And then part three, we're going to talk about core virtues that help us to become more like Jesus. Things like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and a lot of other things. This is going to be our journey, core beliefs, core practices, and core virtues that will take us all the way into September. Now, you may be thinking, oh, this is going to be a long time. I can come back in the middle and I'll be able to pick up with it. And you know, that is true. But here would be my encouragement to you. Don't miss. Don't miss because all of these things do work together. They all matter. And they're all important. So if you can't be here, please watch online and keep thinking about these core beliefs, core practices, and core virtues. We're going to spend 32 weeks on this because I believe as a church, and this is based on thinking about it and praying and having conversations with key leaders here at our church, these areas are weaknesses for us as a faith community. We need to grow up and have a little better handle on the core beliefs of Christianity. We can do better with this. And in terms of practicing the way of Jesus, we can do better. And in thinking about acting like Jesus, I, I think we can do better. And that's not to make anybody feel guilty. Again, we're all at different places in our spiritual journey. Wherever you are, we want to come together and humbly sit before God and say, we want to know you. Like, that's possible. I can know God. Wow. And so we humble ourselves and improve in becoming rooted in Christ. So that's where we are headed. That's where we are going from February the 13th all the way through September the 11th. I will be following author, teacher, and pastor Randy Frazee's book called Believe. If you like books, it would be a great thing to purchase and you'll be able to follow along with our content. I also want to say something about our connection groups here. They will be following the Sunday morning content as well. 
So you can sign up for a connection group. They meet in different homes scattered throughout the region throughout the week. This is a great way for you to get to know people, to socialize a little bit and have fun. But as part of what will happen in those groups, they will be taking the Sunday morning content, core beliefs, core practices, and core virtues, and just wrestling with that in a smaller kind of way with people who are seeking to follow the way of Jesus. So get into a group and you'll be able to keep going with the conversation. That's the big picture. But you don't need to remember all of that. You don't need to understand any of that right now. I just want you to be here each week because I enjoy seeing you. I really do. Can you smile? I enjoy seeing you. I love you and those watching online as well. It is the great joy of my life to be on this spiritual journey with you and to shepherd you and to come alongside you and to help in every possible way. So I want you to be here each week for that, but also as we just seek to deepen our spiritual roots as a church and live out our new church-wide life verses found in Colossians Chapter 2, it's verses 6 and 7. Will you say these words with me? And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow. That's right. In your notes... I want you to take a moment and respond to the phrase that is written there. You'll also see this phrase on the screen so you can think about it. God, here's what I believe you have for me as we begin rooted in Christ. I want you to write something down, maybe a word or a phrase, something that God might be placing into your mind and on your heart right now. God, here's what I believe you have for me as we begin rooted in Christ. Take 30 seconds and write something down. Okay, I have one takeaway, and that is, take what you wrote in response to the question, and I want you to pray that three times to God this week, and I recommend Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you can do it whatever you want, but you may want to set an alarm on your phone for tomorrow, and then Wednesday, and Friday, and take this phrase back out, and lift it up to God. Like, God, here's what you gave me on Sunday, and I'm going to make this a prayer right now. Maybe you wrote down as a response to this, I have no idea. (laughs) Make that your prayer. Right? God's okay with that. You can be vulnerable for him, before him, and even if you're not sure, like, I don't know, 
or I, I don't care about this, just lift that up as a prayer and see what God potentially does in your heart. Maybe you wrote down a goal, a spiritual goal or aspiration you have. Maybe you put down a habit that you want to overcome or a practice that you want to develop as we think about being rooted in Christ. Whatever you wrote down in response, lift that up three times this week and just watch and pay attention to how God moves in your life in regards to what you wrote. Okay, next week, I will be talking to you about the person of God as we think about core beliefs. I'm going to be talking to you about the person of God in what is commonly called theology proper. Who is God? How do you describe him? What are some of the things that God does? And how can we relate to him? Is God just sitting in the heavens, detached from what happens here on earth? Or is he actively involved in humanity and in his creation? Theology proper. That is a core belief. And when we understand that and when we get it, we're going to actually take two weeks to think about the person of God. When we understand that, it just opens up scripture in such a way that we understand from front to back, there is this amazing God who loves us and went to great lengths to reach out to us. And we can know this God. We can actually know him, which is just amazing. So that's how we begin next Sunday. I hope that you will be here. We also have this discipleship class running every Sunday right now for the next three weeks at 9.30 a.m. in our office building. And if you'd like to dig into the nature of God a little bit more, that's actually what they're studying. So it coincides with what we're doing and how we're beginning with this core Christian doctrine of theology proper. If you want to know a little bit more about that, come at 9.30 to the office building and you can take time to enjoy that class being taught by someone here at Valley Point. It will deepen your faith and your knowledge. And then you'll be able to step over here and kind of continue thinking about who is this great God. So that is certainly available to you as well. God is a good God. He's a loving God who has a plan for our lives and we can know him. We can know him. Rest in that for this coming week. Father, we're grateful to you and for the truth that we can know you. Wow. <laughs> we can know you. And you even tell us how that's possible. Tell us how to do it. So would you just work in our hearts and in the life of our faith community? that we would open our hearts and our lives to being rooted in Christ and being transformed into the image of Jesus for the sake of others. We know when that happens, you will use us to be a bright light everywhere we go. Father, we desire this. We want this. 
So help us as we go on this wonderful journey for most of this year, really, of living out Colossians chapter 2 and allowing our roots to go down deep into Christ. God, let it happen. Let it happen. And I, I can't wait to see what you do here at Valley Point and how you work in our lives to help us be everything that you want and desire for us as we get to know you. So help us and bless us, we do pray in Jesus' name, amen.